This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Greg Lenz of We Are Libertarians. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks for putting your career at risk. Well, today we are going to talk about what was once a very prestigious, fine award, better known as the Sagamore of the Wabash. Yes, that was uh, the highest honor that could be bestowed upon an Indiana uh a friend of a senator yeah. at this point? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a really honorable thing. Now it's now, a giveaway. So between today's show and the show yesterday about the gas tax, which, by the way, am I not being very fair about the gas tax? Not at all. I'm not fair at all? No. <laughs> I'm being unreasonable? Not even close. I'm being very unreasonable? Well, I have it on high authority from Rex Bell's campaign manager that you were wrong <laughs> on the details, and he was very upset. And you know how libertarians are about details and local policy. <laughs> by the way, uh, we, we love... Uh, 
well, as we call him, Lion Jer. Lion Jer. Jeremiah Moral. Moral. We love him. But, uh, okay, so between yesterday's show, which, by the way, it's a real honor to know people down at the State House are listening. I, You have a pretty big following. You I know me- lobbyists that listen to you. <laughs> I do. I honestly do. We nicknamed a sitting state senator last year. You cost year, him his career. And uh, I'm just telling you. Everybody- now my aunt has to sing in the choir with him every Sunday, <laughs> and it's really awkward. Anyway, today, look, here's the deal, Okay. This is in good humor. It, no one's getting hurt because of this. It's unlike the gas tax, which will actually harm poor people. Yeah, it's regressive. Yeah, I mean, the gas tax is a big deal because there are poor people who it literally could cost them their ability to get to work. Right. It's going to I mean, it hurts the economy because that's those are dollars they would have spent at a pri- with a private business rather than, you know, to fund roads. Yeah, and here's the dealio with the gas tax. Not to revisit this because everybody's saying, get to the Sagamore, you know. Uh, but That's the juicy gossip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to make you wait. We're going to make the people down at 200 West Washington suffer for a few minutes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because they've all been recipients. Well, you're not going to be getting one. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> well, it's okay. I don't. I don't judge my life based on awards. Because I mean, Donald Trump, the God Emperor, told me that I was terrific. I'm so telling you, that's all the award. I don't even I need. know why you're recording. Um, I could have just packed it up right there. So you're the Republican just ran for office, right? And we talked about this yesterday with Justin Stevens from Americans for Prosperity. They ran. Not once did I hear any Republican talk about uh, we're going to have to raise the gas tax to fund the roads. Well, of course not. We talked about That's a Democrat the, we talked about the low ta- the low uh, low taxes, and we talked about we're going to fund the roads. Yep. We did not combine higher taxes and roads together in any sentence from anybody I ever heard. Read my lips. Look, and I'll tell you who better step up. We talked about this on the show yesterday. If Holcomb doesn't immediately step up, because. For all the funsies we have with Pence, one thing he did do that was nice last year is he came out and said, we're not raising the gas tax. Not put an I'm going to punt until I'm vice president <laughs> yeah, and let the next guy handle it. But Holcomb, you better get out. Better get out there and say he's not going to do it, or he's going to get boxed in to have to do it. I'll tell you one nice thing, though, is Holcomb's the kind of guy that this would appeal to. He's very much a technocrat in the details and can put together an alternative policy that will accomplish the same thing. And I told everybody yesterday, I issued a very dire warning. You'll, you'll hear it, Greg, when you listen to the podcast. Just because you raise the gas tax, I'm still going to be able to get to work because I can record the show from my house. That's right. You're so mobile. I can, I can still get on the air. You're not hurting me at all. You're you think not this was hurt- all just a big design to keep you in your home and well, off the air? It very well could have been. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him, to be honest. All right. So the gas tax, by the way, don't forget, you can go back and listen to the podcast of yesterday's show. Justin Stevens from AFP talking about that no good, dirty, rotten, awful gas tax. And at the end of the day, we're against the gas tax. Well, because we're against higher taxes, but it's laziness. It is. We've got laziness here. It is. It's trying to do something they know they have to do, but it really just makes the piggy bank larger for them to uh, raid. Yeah, absolutely. And and as I said so eloquently, you know, I always speak eloquently when I speak. Uh, No one forced them to expand Medicaid. No. Because that's what HIP 2.0 is. Exactly. It's expansion of Medicaid. But it's under a different name. Right, right, right. We feel good about it because we came up with the idea. Just like when we opted out of Common Core. That was brilliant, really. I mean, 12-hour grading for an exam. My God. We don't pay teachers nearly enough. We opted out of Common Core because some conservatives were mad. And then uh, we didn't change anything because we still want the federal money. So so we spent, what, like, was it like 100 mil ski to re-implement the same, 90% of the same old stuff? Yes, but we tried. And it's all about your good intentions. That's and, all that matters. And when you're in a VP debate, to be able to talk about opting out of Common Core, that's a that's a winski. Oh, Mike Pence is always strategic in how he does things. Uh, so that's yesterday. Go back and hear all about the gas tax. We're going to talk a lot about the gas tax. I'm getting good traction against people that are very high up and they're sending their minions out after. And me. you're very you're this triggered you. I've said this before and I've said it again, and I I win so much that it just keeps <laughs> being fun. But I say the things that other people think. They're just afraid to say because they're in positions that they don't want to lose their job. Me, yeah. on the other hand, what what do I have to well, lose? Well, they'd lose a Sagamore. That's, that's true. Well, so let's talk about the Sagamore. 
Okay, so again, we have nothing against the people that are getting handed out these awards. This is not we like most most of these people. Some of them we don't, but most of them we like. They're good people. Not your fault if somebody's going to hand you an award. You're going to accept it and show it off, right? Right, exactly. I mean, if they gave you a Sagamore, you would accept the award. Absolutely. I mean, I never get one. They'd make sure that there was uh, that discussion was ended before for, there was any rumors for dispension of me magic. Greg Lenz. Oh God, I doubt that they would hand that off to me. <laughs> But we have nothing against the people that are getting the award. It's that it's being the manner in which it was handed out by an outgoing governor to people who probably didn't fit the intent. The uh, It's not who it was designed for. It was not a reward for political donations. It was designed as the highest levels of public service. Right. So, okay, let's set what the Sagamore of the Wabash is. Some people may be hearing this. The people who listen for the Inside Baseball know what I'm talking about. But the sag- this comes from Wikipedia, and if it's on Wikipedia, it must be correct, right? Well, yeah. The Sagamore of the Wabash is an honorary award created by the United St- uh, U.S. State of Indiana. United States of Indiana. The United States of Indiana, which it may end up being. The U.S. State of Indiana during the term of Governor Ralph F. Gates, 1945-1949. And essentially what this award does is it uh, distinguishes, gives a little honor to people who serve the state of Indiana. And by service, I, and I'm going to use this guy's name, and, and he has no idea I'm going to do this, but he is the epitome of what this award should be about. Phil Slavens, who's from Brownsburg, was the longtime girls soccer coach in Brownsburg. He worked for the Department of Corrections for like 40 years, and he ran the corrections facility out in Plainfield, and he got one because he went to work every day for 40 years very quietly in an awful rotten place, Yeah, did a great job. A terrible job to have. Coached girls soccer in a distinguished fashion for like a dollar a year. Uh, And at the end of the thing, they said, you've done a great job for Indiana. You've mentored children. You've served the corrections. And you asked for nothing. That's the yeah. That's the right way to use it to honor public service and sacrifice to help you know the greater cause. And I saw this statistic the other day. It was supposed to be a very rare award, and was for a long time. Daniels gave out like four twenty five. Somebody threw that out from a person that I believe to be reliable. Now, governors before him had given out more, but I would like to think that Daniels brought back the intent of the award, which is to be very prestigious. And so 425 to distinguished people like the aforementioned Phil Slavens. Yeah, over eight years. Yeah, ex- yeah, ex- exactly. So you're talking, what does that come out to, 50-some a year, basically? Yeah, no, I mean, not bad. And then he also created the re- brought back the Satchum Award, which is just to one individual. Right. So, and for a while, Pence was on board with this kind of. It was pretty rare to get one of these. It was a very distinguished thing. I, I know someone who got nominated and... The nominating process was very, not the nominating process, but the process of selection was very grueling. Okay. And um, the final month, it became like a presidential pardon in the final term. It really did. He became Oprah. It was, <laughs> you get a Sagamore, and you get a Sagamore. Everybody gets a Sagamore. And again, this is not on par. No one is being harmed. No one's being killed. But it's a major issue that I have with politics in general and with the Republican Party and when it meshes into the public sector, which is what the Sagamore Award is. Sagamore is not supposed to be a Republican or Democrat award. No. Republicans have that award that they gave out to everybody under the sun, too, which, oddly enough, they seem to gel up with people who got Sagamores this time. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. Sounds like a conspiracy you to me. You look like the people that got this, I think they called it the Chairman's Award for people who did great... Uh, GOP works. Right, great GOP. In the name of public service. Which is fine. That's okay. I have no problem with that. But it seemed like a lot of the same people were getting it. And this time in this final month it seemed to be staff it seemed to be uh politicians it seemed to be people that a whole had a whole lot to do with mike pence becoming vice president of the united states of america if you cross-reference the top donors for the senate the individuals who got to select to versus the uh the donors and 
it's going to be a matchup nearly completely. And so, for example, like previous recipients, people you might think of, uh, Ryan White. Yeah, got Ryan one. White. Bob and Tom, because they brought a lot of publicity. Well, just Bob, to right? No, Bob and Tom. Oh, they both got one. Yeah, 94 and 2008. You had Ari Leyendijk, who was a multiple-time five Indy 500 winner. Yeah, prominent contributors you to know, the community. David Letterman. And, and these are just the more famous people. But you would say people that did stuff. They gave back. They were a part. Now, in the... Pr- past month you've got the speaker of the house of representatives and my issue with this is the the professional politicians i think are the ones i may have the biggest beef with yeah because they're paid in bosman's case like 75 grand to show up to work yeah that's your job you quote air quotes yeah, work you ran for public for four months yeah you ran for public office and again nothing against these people whatever you puts you in an awkward position too because that may be a case where they don't want it yeah but true. they don't get i doubt can you imagine declining a sagamore <laughs> No, it's you. like declining an Oscar. Although I will tell you that someone high up in the Republican Party, they said they would have declined it if they were given one. They were not offered one. But they Did they make that known? Uh, the I don't end. know that for sure. And we also say this because I do show topics a lot of times based on what people say to me. I get a lot of things from people in confidence saying, I can't rock a boat, don't want to rock a boat, don't want to be in the public. But this is, uh, this is a big issue. And when organizations and areas of government that are well thought of and very respected are handing out mock sagamores and they're changing the name on it and i see this i say this is a show topic right here well i felt so bad that you and mark warner didn't get one well, that i created an alternative just so that you felt honored i mean no one's done more for the city of brownsburg and hendricks county than rob kendall now the that was the greatest tax cutter in the history of this county literally the most prolific tax I cutter mean, in the history of hendricks county. and by the way we want to repeat this because we know all the people will be listening to this i not only cut taxes 18 percent in four years i also funded 50 million dollars in infrastructure without uh without a gas tax Are you telling me you can do both i think you can if there's really, waste and in inefficiency really put your mind to it if you really put your mind to it um the other thing that got me is the staff of the governor getting these awards yeah that was the one that got me uh a lot of the people who work directly for the governor which let's be honest you have a group of people who this is all legal we're not saying anybody's doing anything unethical yeah there's nothing unethical but these people are basically hired political hands who serve in state government they serve the 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 governor at his discretion it happens for all parties we're not saying anything and it shouldn't be part of the comp package to get a sag you know what i mean like that's what it seems like right and 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 it's just to me a microcosm, and it's it's fascinating to me for a guy who's on the ticket, the bottom part of the ticket of the guy who won to clean up politics as usual in Washington, that on your way out the door, you're handing these awards out left and right. Because one, it says you don't get the message, which is concerning to me. It's very concerning. That, Luckily, though, he's number two. Well, it is, and but you're counting on this guy to help deliver the change that America voted on. Yeah. And that's concerning to me. I feel like the, his role is really to be the whisperer to Congress. And it Trump is. issues all the demands. And is for the record, and, I, and you will back me up on this, I have nothing personally against Mike Pence. I said very nice things. When I, I like on, him. No, it was on WIBC by Mike Pence. But this is concerning to me because this is a guy that is going to be in charge in some capacity of helping create the change or draining the swamp or whatever. And when you're giving out this award, and this is the second part that gets me, for the people who came before, who got this award the right way for doing the right things. When It's like printing money. Yeah, it's when, like title inflation or award inflation. Yeah. Now everybody that actually was a prominent contributor is like, oh, well, the, uh, the butler got one. for, <laughs> And I feel very bad for those people who worked for years and went through the process and that very strict I mean what sort of vetting process was there for this at the end there was no vetting process that those people had to go through no you're it was a merit it was a merit-based system where you were judged for your contributions and sacrifices and now it's a cronyist 
uh, award. Again, our guest is Greg Lenz from the We Are Libertarians Radio Network. By the way, before we go on, we're going to talk about the inauguration here in a second. Uh, tell us about We Are Libertarians. We Are Libertarians. I'm sure those that have heard me before know about it. It is a website and podcast I do with my co-host Chris Spangle, who is uh, shockingly not here. This is right up his alley. And we invited him, by the way. We did. He, he had a conflict. But uh, what we cover is news and analysis, current events from the libertarian perspective and a whole host of perspectives. And the goal is to teach you how to think, to up the level of discourse. Uh, now, let's move on to the inauguration, because I've seen a lot of the same stuff. Let, let's face it. Okay, let's look. Everybody's listening. Let's just be honest with who we are and what happened. There was a lot, especially in the state of Indiana, and that's where I'm most familiar with because that's the people that I deal with on a regular basis. But I'm sure it was true all over the country. A lot of people who were very negative against Donald Trump. Yeah. It was the most mean-spirited Republican primary I could ever remember. They ran $35 million against him in Florida. Yeah. A and, party that he was seeking the nomination of ran $35 million negative And in this state, in let's remember that Indiana was the deciding state that wrapped up the Republican nomination for him. And in this state, I remember the article very well in Politico, these over-my-dead-body people from Indiana who said, not only will we fight this, we will fight it to the death, we will never vote for him, that these people were selectors at the convention. Who Mike were, Pence, he endorsed Ted Cruz. Lion they, Ted. No, oh, Lion Ted. Boy, he boy, poor Lion Ted. He went down. Yeah, he's directing NASA or something <laughs> like that now. <laughs> but these people who were some of the most animated out there, never Trump, never, ever, ever, never, 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 and I'll do anything, and I will I will be the last of the resistance. Give me Romney. Yeah. Um, now, who work for Governor Pence are now invited to the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong that I say... There aren't any repercussions, and that feels that feels dirty. It feels totally terrible. And I do not say this because of myself, because I didn't try to get one. Had I tried to get a ticket, I certainly would have been able to. Uh, you didn't get a Sagamore, though. I did not get a Sagamore. <laughs> but these people going, to me, again, it, it, I see so many of my friends who worked so hard to get Trump elected, and I say, those are the people. Like, I didn't really do anything to get Trump elected. I was a cheerleader. I was a, I was a grandstander. But I, you made I, everybody else scared to speak out against yes, him in the state. Yes, but I didn't knock on any doors. I didn't hold signs at a, at a restaurant for an hour and a half. I didn't throw, not throw things off a bridge, but hold signs over bridges like these. There's so many of these people in, the, in this group did so much and more. And they're not getting invited either. Right, and that's what I want to see. I want to see those people there because they're the reason. They're the reason Mike Pence is the vice president president they're the reason that the republicans beat hillary clinton and it i just feel so bad i said this yesterday and of course it drew a big response it's like watching a chicago cubs playoff game when you watch a cubs playoff game it's nothing like watching a regular season game because it's rich people it's oh yeah inside the event to go to the guy with the shirt off in the bleachers does not get to go to uh, a Cubs playoff game. Right, because those are at night, too, and only Cubs fans don't work during the day, so they're able to go to the day <laughs> games at Wrigley. But I, I just saw this, and it's just, it, it makes me sad because I worry that the things that we fought for, look, Donald Trump is one guy, and he's put a lot of really good people around him, but I also see a lot of infiltrators in this administration, and it has me very do worried. You? I do. I worry about some of these. Are you ready to call, name names, or is it too uh, well, early? I'm gonna. Yeah, I think it's too early. I'm going to give everybody a chance. I want to. Uh, everybody gets a clean slate. Trust but verify. That's right. And I really worry that these people that are going to be making very uh, important decisions or have very important influence, because you know this, Greg, especially at the federal level, it's not who the agency head is, it's who the minions are under the agency head. Because they can grind everything to a halt because they're going to be there for the next administration. Right, and Donald Trump can tweet and scream and hoot and holler all he wants. He won't be able to get a lot of these changes done unless they come from a department level because they have to enact it. Although, I'll tell you, after the whole controversy about the um, the ethics 
over the over congressional oversight for the ethics him tweeting and getting paul ryan to do an about face was impressive so i'm looking forward to see if he can do that to the bureaucracy but that's very a very big mainstream issue how's he gonna you know the enactment of of, of tax reform yeah, or, conservation of land that yeah right i mean the huge issue and our buddy rakita ta- has talked about this quite a bit you know little little ditches now are considered considered federal waterways you know and that's a terrible thing because it makes it impossible to do stuff that's a small issue but it's a big issue oh it's a huge issue and it affects an enormous amount of construction, development, community planning, just so many things. So I am very, very, very concerned, and I wanted to have Greg come on because he's usually my horse whisperer and tells me when there's reason for concern or to not be concerned. Am I am I wrong to be worried about this? I don't think you – as of right now, you are wrong because there is no way that anyone calls the shots other than Donald Trump. I just – I want to see Wrigley Field in the summertime. I don't want to see Wrigley Field in November running our country. I, and I think he's done a Trump has done a really good job of positioning positioning the inauguration as an inauguration of the people. It's not going to be a lot of pomp and circumstance. He's coming in, getting down to work. I think there's only three balls on the agenda, and he's keeping it to what, like an hour? Yeah, and and and, and let's face it. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, how far? Donald Trump has come as a as a political figure. Absolutely. I, I mean, as as Trump awesomeness as he is still today, you think about where he was at that first press conference when he came off the <laughs> off the elevator in Trump Tower in June of last year or two years ago now, and just freewheeling. Just you he know. came down from his bedroom off of an elevator and announced he was running for president with rental fans. <laughs> It was pretty impressive, and then he won, became president. And so you, politics was a hobby, and he beat the greatest political machine in history. But I mean, he was freewheeling; he was incoherent. There was, I mean, I loved it because yeah, because it, that's I what think, we've been dying to hear our whole well, lives. Sure, we've been because that is the he is Heath Ledger in Batman. He yep. is the character that American politics deserves. He was if he had gone that full, uh, if he had committed to that style of uh, behavior, it would have been problematic. But he's really become more statesman esque. All right. Help me on this one too. Again, our guest is Greg Lenz from We Are Libertarians. We've hit the uh, the big the big ones, which is uh, the gas tax, the uh, Sagamores. Is the... there anyone else you'd like to hate you? <laughs> I can please uh, name names. Well, here's the deal. Look, here's what happened to me. So I, you know, I was very focused on Hendricks County for a long time, and kind of at some point, somebody said, "Haven't you done everything here?" And I said, "Yeah." They said, "You should focus on bigger things." And I said, "Okay." You don't think that was them trying to sneak one uh, by you? I, maybe they wanted me out of here. I don't. I don't know. But I feel like I'd done everything I could do here. It's time to. You know, I belong to the city now. Well, it's, you're going to be mayor soon. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, don't start that. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> Brownsburg's going to be made great again. I would be a great mayor, wouldn't you I? You would. You'd I build would the wall. Avon would pay for it. It'd be Do- fantastic. Uh, Donald, the Donald Trump of Brownsburg. You would. Yeah, they but, wouldn't have these Avon commuters coming into Brownsburg, well, getting you know, a living, and going back and lot, spending it there. A lot of freeloaders using our stuff and not paying for it. It would come to an end. I'll it happens what. a lot. Brownsburg first policy. Yep. Anyway, but they said, you really need to branch out. And you know, people are telling me now that people at the State House listen. And of course, as you once told me that on Very Reliable Source, People get names based on what they I do. Give people names. I felt like I had an obligation to step up and start talking about some of these bigger issues. You absolutely do, and it's also you know there's very little actual oversight at the federal level. At the local level, you can touch people like you sure. can go and scream and go yep. to a, a town council meeting. At the federal level, you get drowned out. Yeah, you do unless you're an enormous donor. Well, and you do at the state level too. You absolutely do. It's interesting having testified numerous times before various state committees. Ninety uh, percent, and it's why it's important on the gas tax issue that people act now. Because once the train starts rolling in the Indiana General Assembly, there's no, there's no way you're it's getting like up the train. Yeah. And that's what Holcomb doesn't want to be hampered with is something like that right out of the gate. Because he's, he's just not that kind of Republican that w- 
will try to hide something and then sneak something by you with a bigger bill. Yeah, and, and it was very eye-opening. Ironically, the bill that ended up costing Pete Miller his job, the TIF bill, was a, was a huge opening, eye-opening experience for me because you see that we flipped like 20 senators, but you realize you just run out of time and you're running a game where everybody's playing four corners off. And if the leadership really, really yes. wants something and they start threatening committee head roles, yeah. then it's going to get done. Which is why there's a huge problem, and I tweeted this out the other day about, by the way, was I wrong to suggest, people got very angry, I suggested the, the lawmakers should give up their stipends if they're going to raise the gas tax. Should no, you, that's that's fair. I mean, is that not fair? Yeah, everybody and, suffers. And somebody somebody very important came up and said, uh, it, it was a personal attack. I said, well, you're personally spending my money. No, it's publicly funded. It's yeah. not personal at all. Okay, yeah, because the, the the stipend is public money. Yes. Yeah. The other problem I've got, you should have no more stipends. If And, and I'm, I'm singling, I'm just making this up here. I'm not singling this person out. But if you're a lawmaker in Hendricks County, what do you need a stipend for? To drive to downtown? Right. I say we'll just get an old school bus and we'll ferry them <laughs> in and out. Drop them off at the county line. Yeah, I'm sure there's one sitting around somewhere. It can make it down 70. You do that IUPUI when yeah. I go to college. Well, or just I take mean, the bus down to downtown. Are you too good for yeah. a public transportation? I say right there, if we get rid of all the stipends, it'd be well over a million dollars. Absolutely. And uh, then we can, we can... Well, it's crazy to ask everybody else to sacrifice, but you can't be touched. Yeah, so I said that the lawmakers should get rid of the stipends. They should surrender all the stipends. And this idea that we pay people more based on being in leadership, to me, is awful because you have what you have on that TIF bill, which is a guy who wants leadership because of the goodies that come with it and is he screwed his community yeah what do you think is going to happen when you offer a bunch of perks yeah it's 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 bad news so okay uh anyway get our this is greg lens from the we are libertarians radio network we got about five minutes here anybody anybody you'd like to torch down today i'll tell you what i would like to torch president obama firing uh scud or missiles as a retaliation against iran this is he's flirting dangerously close with handing a terrible situation to president-elect trump well and so that brings me to the final topic that i wanted to get to today which is this this uh, Russia-United States thing. And did you ever think we would see a day where the Democrats now are the hardliners against the Ruskies? No, because they really used to be Soviets. <laughs> so it's shocking that they're so against the Soviet Union when that's their uh, you know ancestral birthright as Democrats. Well, Ted Kennedy famously caught... Uh, collaborating against Ronald Reagan yeah. in, in the 80s. Absolutely. And it's fascinating to me. I am very concerned because I believe that President Trump... God, that sounds so good, doesn't it? <laughs> President Trump. President Trump. There are a whole lot of people that won't sound great, too. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's, just, it's so awesome. And deep down inside, even those people get to go to the balls, whatever. I know they're miserable that they're going to have to deal with this. For Well, think about the people that are going. Would you really want to spend a night with those people? Oh, no. No, no, no. I mean, and I know those people hate me as much as I dislike them. So the they're feelings so mutual. boring and take themselves so seriously. <laughs> uh, I have, I'm very concerned that President Trump is being led down a path here because I said, look, there is no proof. And we had Nissan. Yeah. And James Neese, who is probably one of the smartest computer Unbelievable. People. I mean, this is a guy that was there at the concept, like the um, the inception of Anonymous. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't part of them, but he watched it happen. The guy that could literally hack your life if he like, wanted oh, to. Oh, I watched him take over Hotel Network so many times and <laughs> rename him like Crooked Hillary. <laughs> Neese said on this program, and you can go back and listen to the podcast if you want, that you or I, Greg, could have hacked What's-His-Face's email account. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he used password with the A as an at symbol, and that was it. Clicking, clicking, phishing, phishing things. I mean, so this idea that we label it on Russia and the country doesn't get to see the proof. Right. I mean, t 
to me, these are the same people that said there were WMDs in Iraq and, and thousands of men and women have died. That's why the backlash for Trump questioning the intelligence community is a little bit too strong because at the end of the day, we have a history of bad intelligence. And Trump needs to watch himself because I'm very, very concerned that there will be a government conspiring against him on both sides because there's a lot of Republicans that hate Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Lindsey Graham and John McCain still have a lot of weight within the uh, intelligence and military communities and the lobbying uh, contractors that accompany those. All right. So they can make life miserable for him. Okay. Uh, final thought as we close here. Uh, should I continue fighting this gas tax? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the option here. Should I let it go? Should I pack it up or should I keep going? Do it. Keep rolling? Why? Who else is going to fight for it? Well, I know, but I always feel like it's me and then I end up getting... I don't have many... Bullets. You're going to be right and then they'll just be like, oh, you know, it'll be like Trump. You were right and then they just get in just line. I have so many bullet holes on me already. They need to do better. And I can tell you right now, Governor uh, Holcomb, he is a smart enough guy to create an alternative plan that isn't as bad as this one. All right. It's on. I'm going to do it. Do it. I was on the fence. And I then run maybe for it, mayor. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run for mayor. I protected the gas tax. Greg, thank you as always. Thank you for having me on, Rob. Don't forget if you missed any part of this very compelling show, check out You don't have a Sagamore for me? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I have a very tiny one for you. Oh, did, uh, there's a post-it note over there. Just write Sagamore and slap it on my uh, lapel. Hey, don't forget. We just, we wanted to do this. It's fun from time to time, though. We like to have fun here. It's it, serious, but it's got to be fun. Well, it is. And the gas tax stuff, that is serious. The Sagamore thing, it's just, it goes to a greater point. So, anyway, don't forget. If you missed any part of today's conversation, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show, write your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall. So have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. 
This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.